Everything that happened is really an accurate way of describing what we've just observed here, but I will leave it to the panel to make that determination. First of all, you know him as Podcast Dad here on Post Show Recaps, Josh Wiggler. Jess, I have to say, so I've watched every single episode of The Walking Dead for my sins. I've seen them all, and not once have I ever seen Carol pull a bunny out of her ass. I just haven't seen that. That's not something that's happened on my watch. See, this is why you need to get the deluxe DVD set, Josh. Uh-huh, yeah, I'm missing the deleted scenes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've never seen that happen. I've seen her do some impressive stuff. Uh, never seen a rabbit emerge from her her behind before. No. If anybody on this show could do it, I think Negan is correct that she would be the one to probably, do it. Probably. Probably. Just haven't seen it. Haven't seen it yet. Yep. AJ Mass, what are you out of to pull out of your butt today? Uh, I have this big sign that says Mercer for president, and I have nowhere to march with it. Uh, but, you know, I think he'd make a great, great president, even though we have a governor. I'm confused. <laughs> well, what title should you choose if you're if you're leading a post-zombie apocalypse settlement, like I feel like you have to consider this very carefully. I think everybody just went straight to governor, and it's like, have for all you know, you're the last people on earth. You could be king of king. You could be king Ezekiel. He had the right idea, right? Yeah. Although I think the most important person in any uh, zombie apocalypse society is cartographer. Cartographer. You cannot spell cartographer without Carol, although you have an L left over. Mm. I, I suppose that's true. Um, Chappelle. Are, would you apply to be the cartographer? No, because I would be the second most prominent journalist in the, in the entire <laughs> You don't want that job because everybody's going to think it's you first. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, they would just overlook Connie, who is a journalist, who applied for the journalist job, who is now hired as a journalist. And then they're going to wonder, well, maybe it was Chappelle. Maybe it wasn't Connie. You know, so I think I'm not safe with that job, but it would be the one that I wanted. Sure, sure. Makes sense. Like you come in and there's a journalist job open, even though, you know, you're probably going to cause a lot of trouble. If you take it, you got to take it anyway. Yeah, of course. And yeah, you got to expose things and then you just, just be very, very quiet and nobody will suspect you. <sighs> so I, this episode just feels like we're we in waited lockdown a, again. We're in lockdown. Yeah, again. We waited a really long time for this. Yeah. We're in lockdown again. I've already done every jigsaw puzzle in my apartment. I can't I am do out this of again. Yeast. I cannot do this again. <laughs> can't do this again. No. Uh, yeah, wow. I, so it's been since April that we've had Walking Dead Prime. Of course, we've been out here with Fear of the Walking Dead and Tales of the Walking Dead. But it's really been a minute since we've had Walking Dead proper. Chappelle, I felt like... I felt really rudderless going into this episode. Like I felt really like a little lost on this one more so than usual. I felt like, I felt like, man, I really should have done like the full binge to get myself prepped. I felt like they just kind of like started off as if we remembered every single detail. 
that happened in the most recent episode. And I felt a little like, oh, I don't know if I remember absolutely everything that happened. I feel like I'm showing up unprepared. Yeah, that's probably an unforeseen flaw with their format of let's divide the last season into three parts that over the course of a year, you know, so it's like almost a year and a half at this point, you know, and so it's like, why would I remember those things? I actually uh, went back and watched the last episode uh, not too long ago, but it wasn't today. And so uh, you like, I'm like, oh, who, who is this person? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Why, why are they over here? Well, I don't understand. And they kind of just drop you in the middle of a scene. I don't think the last episode ended on a cliffhanger like that where they were already in this uh, hunt for Hornsby. Um, but this one just like I was like, oh, nope, this is where we're picking up. So it did feel weird. I will say that. Um, And throughout the episode, I think I was trying to put the pieces together. So this might be a flaw of this uh, 11 season show um, because, you know, it's hard enough remembering what happened in the first few seasons as if it matters. But to figure out what happened in this season has been a task as well. It felt like AJ, did it feel to you like they, uh, was there, am I just watching too much House of the Dragon and I just keep looking for time jumps where there aren't any? It felt time jumpy. It felt like maybe like, did we pick up a little bit further down the way here? I don't think they understand the the flow of time and how long it takes to do things. And I think the time outside of, of the Commonwealth is going at a slightly different pace than the time in the Commonwealth and the stories are not advancing at the same speed. I mean, you know, they started the episode off with this cute little previously on uh, with like Judith like saying, oh, here are all the things that you could remember from the start of this series. And I think that set us up for this kind of failure because it's like, look at all we've been through. I remember the big bad such as Shane, the governor, and Alpha, and Leah, and Sebastian? Like, really? This is what we're culminating in? I, I think it just emphasized a lot right out of the gate that, yeah, we, we don't really have a, a lot here. And they end up filling a lot of time with scenes that were just like, okay, it's kind of cool to see a car chase in the zombie apocalypse, but did it have to go on for that long? And it's kind of cool to see them go into the sewer, but there's two zombies in there and we don't need to see five minutes of them walking in it when we know that none of the people in this show are going to die from the ones, at least not the ones in that particular fight. Yeah. I mean, none of this, none of the timing of this episode, none of the pacing of it, none of it felt intentional. Like, I'm... I am going to do something a little radical here. I'm going to I'm going to compare this series unfavorably to Fear the Walking Dead for a second. Oh. Because sometimes thing, that happens. That happens occasionally. Occasionally. It does. It's been a it's been a while though, especially with the absence of Madison Clark, I feel we like. We ebb and flow here, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. one is up, the other one's down. But Fear the Walking Dead for all of its flaws. You know that when that you know each season is divided into to, into parts, and when you get done with one part, you are gonna go into the next part, and it's gonna be something different and something new. And they're almost gonna they're gonna set you up again. They're gonna move the chess pieces onto the board in such a way that you can come back into it, and you don't need to have perfect recall of everything you just saw. They don't expect you to have been binging it when you get into this. And this, I felt like. They have paced this in such a way that they expect that the last time you saw this episode was five minutes ago and mm. that you are watching this on a binge and you haven't waited six months for this. You've and like that gotten will play up totally differently. Yeah. yeah. You've gotten up and fixed a sandwich and come back and watch this on a binge. This will probably be okay. Totally fine. But there's no, this feels like it's such a straight continuance. It's like, we didn't need that break. We should have had something better to lead us into the break and something better to bring us back from the break. The thing that's going to be weird is like, uh, I'm, like I kind of 
you know, we were joking before we started recording, like, uh, did we need like the previously on the past 11 seasons of The Walking Dead via Judith at the start of this episode? And like, yeah, it was kind of cute. But like, that's going to be the thing that stands out as very strangely timed on a binge, I feel like. And also, if you were going to do that, like maybe like Judith, can you like narrate what's happening now? Could you tell us a little more yeah. like what we're getting into right now? I remember Glenn, you know, he's dead, you know, uh, God rest his soul, but he's gone. Uh, I need to know what's happening right now. I need to know why Negan can get into a car and show up at the Commonwealth in five seconds when it took us 16 episodes, I think, or something crazy like that between the end of like season 10 C and the start of season 11 B to get everybody to the Commonwealth. Like, how did Negan get there so fast? Have we just been, are we, is everyone right outside the Commonwealth right now? Or are we just traveling by map? I'm confused. I'm confused. And I don't want to be this confused, but I do feel a little, a little confused right now. How does the Commonwealth maintain such a veil of secrecy if there are 900 settlements within a mile of it? <laughs> yeah. That's true. And I want to know how in the heck they've survived for all these years when they can send 25 to 30 stormtroopers out on this renegade Daryl Dixon mission, 25 of them for crowd control inside, but only six can be spared for a, a, approaching zombie horde. Yeah, actually, I believe now it's five and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely a half, um, mm -hmm. which brings us to the armor. I mean, Jess has said it before. But I mean, this armor has proven itself useless throughout this entire episode. <laughs> this man was ripped in half with the armor. We see people stabbed in the kneecap, in the in the shin with yeah. the same armor on. I was like, why are you wearing this? It's just slowing you down. Um, and the fact that they have this entire army of police officers when there's really no threat to the Commonwealth except for these walkers until, you know, recent events, it's absurd. You shouldn't have all of these cops. You just shouldn't. There's no reason why all these people should be putting their lives in danger when it doesn't take all that. But they're just dispatching them like an army and nobody seems to think that's weird. I call it's, shenanigans. Yeah, super shenanigans. But I think everybody knows that the armor is a facade because we see at the beginning of the episode, we see like all these armored stormtroopers like marching around and then in the middle of them, Lance Hornsby all hanging out there all pink and naked with no armor. <laughs> gross no don't want to think about that like, like if if the armor was supposed to be protecting you i feel like lance hornsby would be wearing something to go I gallivanting out about the world. Him pink and naked now i'm just thinking about lance hornsby running out there tushy out to the world i don't need that in my head get it out uh man i really got a good hate into lance hornsby in this episode too uh, like he seems like he's really just popped off. And I know that that is where we left him. I mean, I believe where we literally left him, uh, wasn't he doing the Harvey two face and he was flipping the coin in the air and he was going to kill all of Oceanside or not. Did he do it? Do we know? Did the show not answer that? He forgot. <laughs> that, that's all I got. He forgot. I mean, I mean the last episode literally ended on a coin flip. Like it was like, that was his whole thing. They had been building up to that. I didn't see the coin at all in this episode. Maybe I missed it, but I don't remember him going back to that. And I thought that was going to be the villain that we got because I've been questioning Lance Hornsby as our final boss for so long. I know. This is Bowser. This is the guy. <laughs> like I don't understand. But if you gave him the the two faced coin, He's like Larry thing, Koopa. Like, Let's be fair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is like a baby Koopa. It's it's very sad. And so I was just like, at least if you gave him the gimmick, it makes him a little bit more menacing. He just seems annoying. 
Yeah, I'm it, it's it's really not exactly Anton Chigurh with the cow killer. Call it mm-hmm. Rendo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lance Hornsby just running around with like the little tiny revolver gun. Like good on Lance Hornsby. I did think at one point, like, wow, he's just going for it. He's just standing in the middle of the road taking shots at Daryl behind the car. It's like at least he's not like he does seem like he's playing without a full deck right now and that like he's lost it and it's showing. Uh, so I did appreciate that from him as like they're 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 going like Lance is going full Hornsby, right? Like he's he's gone nuts. Uh, so at least there's that. But there were a lot of moments in this episode that were sort of just like frustrating, like TV isms, you know. So Daryl has one moment he's hiding behind a car and he's going to shoot at Lance Hornsby and the other stormtroopers. And that's part of this plan to buy time to get Negan to get out of there so he can break into the Commonwealth, which took me a minute to figure out that that's what they were trying to do. And Daryl apparently has a clear enough shot at Lance Hornsby and this trooper next to him that he is able to kill the trooper and then wing Lance Hornsby in the shoulder. Why on God's green earth do you not shoot Lance Hornsby in the head first? Why do you not prioritize Lance Hornsby? He's doing single shots. Lance Hornsby has enough time to hear that first shot and like kind of pivot and move so he only gets shot in the arm. Daryl, what are you doing? Like That's not what Daryl Dixon would actually do. TV is guiding his hand, and I don't like being able to see that. And that was just like one example of a few moments in this episode where TV was guiding these people. Yeah, not only that, but he's the only one out there who's not got armor on. He's got to be he's the clearest shot. And he's the easiest shot. Yeah. Well, you can see his invisible plot armor? Come on, guys. <laughs> like, right. It's not they, time to kill him yet. That it doesn't, doesn't even mean. have to be the headshot. Just like, you know, <sighs> body this dude. You can that body shot. this dude. You know? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. There was there was a lot of eye rolls going on while I was watching this, and I, I just speaking I of don't... eye rolls, send Father Gabriel out. He's the sharpshooter. <laughs> he's got the one good eye, and he's got a great eye. Just pop Lance Hornsby. Eye. Why are you sending Daryl out? Daryl can't shoot for shit. He's a crossbowman. This is not his thing. So maybe maybe, yeah, maybe he it's... needed the crossbow. That, that's that was what it, it is. Yes, even though he seemed to be perfectly fine to get the one little one little space in the armor where where you can fire that bullet. Uh, I think the spaces are pretty big. He's not he's not Smaug the dragon here. <laughs> very true, <laughs> very true. I, you know, th- yeah, that whole plan hinges on you know they make a big point of saying like Negan can do it because they don't know his face, and so he puts on the Walker face <laughs> and he's wearing the mask, and then immediately takes it off so that we know that that's Negan. It's like. Okay, that's a TV thing. If he's there, if 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 he's there to hide his face, but they didn't have to hide his face because he's the one whose face they didn't know. I don't understand mm-hmm. this plan. I appreciate that we call Lance Hornsby Lance Hornsby every time we call Lance Hornsby. <laughs> Lance Hornsby. I appreciate that the most. Well, there might never, be another Lance change. out there. <laughs> there could be. You never know. Two Lance Hornsby Patrickses. <laughs> Lance Hornsby in the range. Exactly. Indeed. Indeed. No, he's at the edge of his range now because he, he can't get any more big and crazy. Like, this is you it. say that now. You uh, say oh, that yes. now. Man. I mean, I, I, I think I see where this is going by the end of the episode where perhaps Carol's big plan is going to be we're going to pin this all on Hornsby to try and save Sebastian. You know that's her plan. That's the only thing that makes sense. If it wasn't Sebastian, then who was it? I yeah. know who it was. Yeah. It was Hornsby. But then why on God's green earth 
did you hand Sebastian over? That's your collateral. Why aren't you bringing Pamela proof of life instead of giving her the evidence? It's like, here's the, here's all of my leverage. Can we make a deal? No, you just gave me all of your leverage. Lance Hornsby did it. I don't care. I've got my son back. I'm not working with you. But here's uh, the thing. Is there, Josh, is there really that big a threat in, in, in the Commonwealth? Because, you know, it's it's year whatever with all the time jumps. I don't know how, how what year we're in at this point of the zombie apocalypse. No, but that's this, Twin Peaks you're thinking about. <laughs> but is this... Is this community really this future at the point where they still think that, you know, civil disobedience is the way to go? Yeah. <laughs> really? Listen, it's not working out in the Commonwealth. It really, you know, I was there were a few moments, though, where I was surprised. And maybe I shouldn't have been surprised that Walking Dead wasn't going for it. But like, I don't know. Was I the only one who was sitting there watching that scene when they like smoke gas them or they like tear gas them? Like, I really thought that they were going to unload all the yeah. way. Like, I thought, like, we're yeah. in the final season. Like, we're going to like really go for it. We're going to go for the statement. These people are bad. The system is awful. And like, we're actually going to go for it. And like, there just was like a decent amount of danger that was completely missing from, from the episode, I thought. Yeah. Can you imagine what would have happened if someone had tried this? on the saviors oh. or even the governor yeah they'd be yeah. dead it'd be carnage um, it would be like yeah. cre he would find creative ways to torture them all screaming in front of everybody else to set an example mm -hmm. it's just this weird hierarchy that they have set up to where the rich people don't know that the people are super corrupt they're just rich and they just happen to be right so if you go and kill off all the poor people they're gonna be like what's going on you know we saw that with rosita and uh mercer when they're talking rosita's like I can't protest with you because my family's in there. I'm sorry. I can't go and shut down the protesters. Like, I can't do that. That's not our problem. Like, that is not my issue. Like, all of that stuff, that's that's below me. I just want to make sure my family's safe. She's like, I'll go out here and fight these walkers all you want, but that's not my issue. And so I think that's what's keeping them alive. They're able to, they can keep society going. Pamela Milton can keep her wealth if she has people to lord over. She won't do that if they kill all the poor people. So they just tear gas them and piss them all off. Um, and they have nowhere else to go. And they're like, well, you broke the rules. You know, we were just tear gassing you for your own good. There was a horde coming. There was a swarm coming. If you had just gone in the house, you'd be fine. But that's not the case. So for a second, I thought they were going to kill him. And then I thought, no, this seems about right. Because they still want to establish that, this, you know, Pamela Milton is rich. And she gets to have her big galas and her balls and all that other crap. Um, but if she kills off everybody, you don't get to do that. Yeah, yeah. And can we still talk about the fact that it's completely ridiculous that these people care about money at all? Yes. Like, money has arbitrary value. Why do you even have money? I maintain I still think it's great. It's like, ah, I got to get my bag of cash. It's like, you guys are so disconnected. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I appreciate that. Like, it highlights how ridiculously disconnected they are. I mean, yeah, and, and I mean, that goes along with what I was saying before, how they, they send more people to handle this nonviolent protest. Uh, than they did to send for right. the zombie horde. And I, I, I it's a I metaphor. We're not yeah. addressing the real problem. Wait, wait, wait. So we spent eleven seasons on the message that the real the real danger isn't the zombies, it's the I will humans. Walk out of here. And now I will we walk are back to the real danger is the zombies. Well, they were killing more people than the humans in this episode. That's for darn sure. Well, the yeah, biting and this, this this was a gory freaking episode. But you know, I, I do think that, you know, you know, they say it's a lockdown. Quick, 
get out the lockdown. And they bring out three barricades. Yeah. <laughs> three flimsy metal barricades. They put them down. And they think, well, that's it. Problem solved. They'll go home now. This is new to them, AJ. They haven't had lockdowns before. Well, exactly. They're still figuring it out. But they think they're so much more powerful than they are. And and they, they actually don't need much because even the protesters have been lulled into the sense of security. I think they need the, the, the swarm to just come on in. Yeah. It feels like they want them to choose between capitalism and the zombie apocalypse. And I mean, that's something that we all, I guess, had to parse with throughout watching the show. It's like, what if we were in the zombie apocalypse? Would, wouldn't that be horrible? And now they're showing you, like, I mean, we could fix it to where you don't have to really worry about those things, but people would still suck. So now you get to choose. Do you want to take your family and run or do you want to stay here in the society where they're disappearing people just so they can go get more money? Um, and I guess that could be the ultimate question that the show has, but... I don't like that. I don't like that we sat through 11 seasons for that to be the ending. This yeah. feels, it still feels like such a weird pivot away from everything we have come to understand about this world. Mm -hmm. uh, man, I think that my central problem with the show right now, is, and it's, it, it is actually a thing that is beyond the control of the creative team. So like my issue actually isn't with the creative team my big issue right now, and it's uh, it's like beating the dead drum, you know, over and over again. Uh, I don't. I wish to God I did not know that there's a Negan show happening. Yeah. I really wish that I didn't know that there's a Negan show happening. I really wish that they that I didn't know that there's the Daryl spinoff coming. Uh, and I really wish I didn't know that at least they wanted and apparently still want Carol to be on it. Like there is just an absence of any kind of danger for the main people there were a couple of moments where i thought maybe yumiko is getting summoned to governor milton's house and this is like we've got like three or four minutes left on the clock is she not gonna make it out of there like is there a world where they're gonna get you know yumiko or magna they had a moment on the bench one of them could go in this episode but like even then that's not gonna be quite enough and even then with seven episodes still to go we couldn't come back in this first episode and really do anything dangerous like the dangerous moment in this episode is poor half man right like he like you know the the, the like the dude who's the only difference between him and batman is he's wearing hockey pads like they <laughs> they tear this poor guy apart and we're supposed to feel some kind of way about that and like leave that moment being like emotionally moved but like i don't know that person at all there's just like no nothing they, dangerous happened they went out of their way to make us not care about him by covering up his face the whole time like this is the same problem we have in star wars like we don't care about the stormtroopers dying because we can't see their faces and they're just like you know they're they might as well be robots Right. So I just like I and then like there's there's some of these choices that some of these characters are making that I don't think that this is what they would do. And that's more of the creative stuff like Mercer would let this guy go once he started, you know, seeing that this man has been torn in half. Like, you know, just drive the car away. I do think at this point that the man of Mercer's position probably has that figured out. But some of it is just like we know too much. And that's on AMC. That's on AMC like please stay stay you know it's, and yeah. like it, it's it's like it, it does feel a little thirsty of like well you know we've got all these other shows coming right and like how am i supposed to care about the last episodes of the walking dead when they're not they're not the last episodes of the walking dead this is just another batch of seven eight episodes and so, to your point Josh, that was haunting this whole yeah, thing for to, me to your point on that i mean there was a scene that I'm, I don't know what their intent was with the scene where Negan and Carol are talking and, you know, Negan's like, hey, you know, I got married. My wife is out there and she's she's pregnant. And 
I don't know what their intent was because the only thing I could see there is like, you know, Carol's not going to the Daryl spinoff, but maybe they could work a relationship here right. and really emphasize that. Is this Negan trying to convince Carol to come to New York with him for, for that series? And, and I have to see it in that light because I have that information to your point. Yeah. 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 I think it was more Negan telling Carol that she doesn't have a chance of going to the New York series. It's like, <laughs> hey, I'm taken now. I appreciate your interest, but I'm going to go beyond <laughs> wow. the New York series now with Ooh. my, you know, with Mrs. Negan and unborn baby Negan and apparently also Maggie, but not Herschel for some reason. Counterpoint. Herschel's Miss Pancakes. Also. <laughs> yes. Also pancakes. No, I, I How do they though. not smell the burned blueberry pancakes? Chappelle, riddle mm -hmm. me that. No, when those that's people a good walked point. into the apartment, they would have known, well, somebody's been in here cooking some well, shit. That smells like burned blueberry pancakes. Well, the thing is, you don't go out of your way to say, oh, those pancakes are burnt. Because then we say, oh, that must mean something. I'm going to pay attention to that because we yes. made a whole storyline around that. Yes. Well, can, Dar can Daryl cook? Daryl can't cook. Oh, that's crazy. You know who could cook? My dad. I think he could have cooked. It's been several years, but he could cook. But Daryl, he can only cook with a campfire. I'm like, okay, this has to mean something. Oh, look, we got to hide. Okay, cool. Oh, but not those burnt pancakes. What is going to happen when they smell the smoke, the blueberries, the syrup? Nothing. Nothing yeah, happens. They don't smell like, anything. And always Check swiveling, off pancakes. Swiveling around in the room and being like, someone was here. Burnt blueberry pancakes. Like, <laughs> even that. Right. No. <laughs> this guy couldn't be bothered to take one step further back to look up on the fire escape oh to see Jerry. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I hear something step. above me. I can't see. Nah, I'll walk away. Uh -huh. He took one step. He looked kind of, he just kind of tilted. He's like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> can't um, be bothered. I can't be bothered to smell pancakes. I can't be bothered to tilt my head at a 45 degree angle. It was a, it, yeah, it was a slight tilt. It was, it was slight. But uh, back to uh, Daryl and I'm sorry, Negan and Carol. I just find it funny that it feels like every time they put Negan on screen with somebody from the principal cast, they want us to forgive him for Glenn. Everybody else is like warming up to Negan now. It's like, oh, well, you know, Negan, you can babysit my child. Why? I, he, I killed your, your baby daddy. He's like, yeah, but. You know, I kind of we're over that, right? We're good with that. Carol, I'm I'm not single anymore. Carol's like, okay. He's like, yeah. So you know, we go way back. And Carol's like, yeah. Congratulations on your new family. Congratulations. This man beat the hell out of Abraham and Glenn. He did it in front of you. He well, tried to kill you there. several yeah. hundred times. Carol wasn't. She know there. the story. She yeah. know the story. She <laughs> heard you know, about it. Like seeing is one thing, you know. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> I'm like. At this point, I forgive him too. I know I was the last holdout, but if y'all ain't gonna care about this man walking around here with his Screw new it, happy right? family, whatever. Yeah. I'm in it now. Whatever. And if you give him the best lines of the episode, <laughs> he's got the best lines of the episode. Jeffrey Negan Morgan by far and away the best character of this episode. It's really yeah. not that close. Like he's he's the only one they know how to write, and it's just because it's very easy to it's very easy to write Negan because you just have to swear as creatively as you can. Yeah. They, like they just say been, something about dicks and then you, you know, yeah, they, they could have been gave him a spinoff. They could have did this years ago. And for them to wait until season 11 and like the part C to decide, I think Negan is going to be the front man for whatever or iteration of the walking dead we have next. That's insane to me. Stop calling it the Maggie Negan show when it's really just the Negan show. Just say you wanted to do that. You've wanted to do that forever. So now you're doing it. And that's okay if that's what you want to do. But don't don't piss on me and call it rain, man. Yeah, you sure. know? Counterpoint. Like 
I, I regain a small amount of respect for them. If it turns out that they were long conning us, there is no Maggie Negan spinoff. Maggie and Negan die in the next episode and they're like, ha, we got you. I would nah, respect that. They're filming next door in New Jersey. They're filming. They're, they're, they're here. They, <laughs> like, it's they happening. They should have killed somebody in this episode. They should just came out the gate and reminded us that this is the walking dead. You know, I hate to see Ezekiel go, but he would have been an easy person to just kill in one of these protests. Like, uh, they got a little rowdy. Somebody, they shot a shot something out into the crowd. He got killed. The crowd backs up, you know, that kind of thing. Kill somebody. Just show us that everybody's not safe because Josh pointed it out that we do know that a lot of these people do live, but I don't even think about that when I watch the show. It's just that nobody was actually put in any danger. Like there was no moments that even if we didn't know that all these people were going to live, when were they going to die? At what point were these people in actual danger to die? They, I mean, RIP Leah or whatever, but she was bigger, a bigger threat to these people's lives than whatever happened in this episode. So I, I don't know. I just want them to reestablish that this is a dangerous place because it does not feel like it anymore. I don't know, man. Those fire escapes might not have been totally up to code. Like Jerry might have fallen off. He had a whole daycare up there. I don't want to hear that. You know, between Jerry and, and Carol, they could just do a daddy daycare spinoff because that's all they ever do is carry children around the uh, like the Walking Dead apocalypse. I'm so tired of seeing Carol with the kids. I'm sick of it. Give her who's something else to do. Who's babysitting Rosita's kid, by the way? She was nowhere to be found. Yeah. yeah, nowhere to be found. And poor Rosita to have to go to work on her day off. You know, <laughs> she's not even supposed to be here. <laughs> she was pissed, and I would have been too. I don't know. I have I have a bunch of questions about uh, this episode. Um, first and foremost, could someone reset for me? What's up with Sebastian? What's going on with him that I need to be caught up with? It has something to do with like the smuggling of the money. Is that it? That was what was going on in those like last couple of episodes of the of the show back in the spring. Yeah. Do you remember a big list of names, Josh? No. There was a whole thing. They were passing around this big list of names, and it was the list of names of people that had gone missing. Yeah. And apparently all these people had gone missing in service of Sebastian's crazy quest to be to be the richest man in town because his mother cut him off and he needs right. money for things. For yeah, his society. mom cut him off. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he needs money for things. He's not going to be bought without money. Yeah. Right. He's got to, yeah. so he's going to disappear all these people, make them go out and find money for him. And one of the things that, that Connie is doing as a very talented investigative journalist most so talented, land. yeah, so talented that nobody notices she's doing this. She writes a story about it in the Commonwealth Times and <laughs> the Commonwealth Courier, <laughs> and nobody knows it's her. But people are upset about this. They're like, "Oh, Sebastian's disappearing all of our friends. We would like, we would like him to answer for that." I really would have liked it if they, if the mob had actually killed him in this episode. Like there's somebody mm -hmm. dying. No, like, I think you got to deliver him to the mob and have them all like they're not peaceful protesters. They're going to like kill him. Joffrey's got to hang in for a little while longer. I think I think it's too soon to take Joffrey off the board. I think Chappelle, I think you were on to something. I don't know that it was Ezekiel, though, for me in this episode. I think like the person to kill off in this episode was probably Magna. 
Like, I think that they, yeah. like, in this episode, they established that Magna and, and Yumiko, they had this thing. They still at least care about each other. There might be hope for the, these crazy kids yet. And Yumiko's like, I will buy you all time. I'll make sure. And Magna's like, no, it's not just us who leave. We don't leave without you. And so like, they, they were, like, building some emotional stakes into that relationship to the point that I do think if they are going to start killing some characters off, I think Magda's probably low-hanging fruit in her, you know, there's, like, there's some, like, measure to which, like, her number's probably up relatively soon. But I kind of thought, like, okay, maybe they're going to do it in this episode, and at the very least, like, I'll be like, okay, there is a little bit more danger here, like, in, like, if they were going to, if they were going to, like, make that scene where, like, the troopers turn on the rest of the town, like into like something that was like actively horrible and dangerous and very early walking dead, but they didn't do any of that. And I do think something like that, probably it's our first episode back. You want us to like leave this, the final season premiere of the walking dead. Don't you want us to leave with something to say about it? There really wasn't like anything like what's your water cooler uh, conversation about tomorrow morning about the walking dead. There isn't really one. Hey, guys, remember Magna exists? <laughs> Visibility spike. It was the yeah. perfect time to kill it. The personal story bump. Especially, well, and especially because just uh, they were out there. Rosita and Mercer were out, you know, and Rosita was saying, yeah, out here, I'm fine killing things. But whatever's going on behind the walls, that doesn't bother me. That, that, that's not my story. But if you then turn around and kill somebody she knows. Mm-hmm then that attitude's got to change. Then you're, you're, you're putting the two sides of the argument out there and saying, no, Rosita, that's not going to work. Right. You have to care about what's going on inside, and so do you viewers at home. Yeah, yeah. They didn't do anything like that. Yeah. So, like, you you leave the episode, and, like, what, the big cliffhanger is we have, like, this Alexandrian standoff, right? You know, like, everyone mm -hmm. is down in the sewers and guns drawn on who's got who, and, like, you know, uh, we've got, like, Lance Hornsby at knife point, but everybody else is at gunpoint. So how are we going <laughs> to untangle this thing? You know how we're going to untangle this thing? Without killing uh, Daryl and Maggie at the very least, they'll be fine. Maybe we'll lose Aaron. Maybe we'll lose Gabriel. Uh, maybe, but I'm not really counting on that. Um, you know, we'll probably lose uh, Negan's wife. I do think. Uh, yeah, how's Annie? I do think. How's Annie? The the, the, the <laughs> yeah. question. There you go. The question that uh, you know, like, what was that scene supposed to do with Negan and Carol? Is to remind us that, like, yeah, remember when Negan, uh, you know, uh, killed Glenn and guaranteed that Herschel would grow up without a father and would without knowing his dad. Well, like, karma's coming to to Negan and like his his wife, his unborn child. He will he will lose them. That's gonna be like the big. Big Negan thing that happens this season. Uh, so I like they, they went for that. So I don't. I don't think she's going to make it. I think she's she's probably toast. But they'll probably start... have one final scene together. So she's probably, probably. fine short term. Mm. I, I actually have higher hopes for Sebastian making it through this uh, series. Uh, there was a moment where they did the like. I'm not a real bad guy. My mom just doesn't pay attention to me. You know, like <laughs> she doesn't care about me. She cares about the Commonwealth. That's her real son. And I was like. Why are we doing this? Are we really doing this? And then when you think they got him, that he can he can be punished for his crimes. And like, actually, let's leverage that so we can get the real villain, Hornsby. So mm -hmm. like, really, 
are we really doing this? I mean, he might die, but it'll be to, you know, piss off his mom or something like that. You know, it's not going to be in any dramatic, like he's not going to go out like Joffrey. He's going to go out in a very different way. And I'm going to roll my yeah, eyes. He's, he's going to go. I can't believe I got away with it. Turn the corner right into a zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think, uh, like we needed a moment. We just needed something to like, I mean, Okay, you ripped a dude in half. Uh, you know, you were it was a tug, a human tug of war. It was good, like it was good, gross mm-hmm. stuff. You know, good job doing yes. gross stuff. And so I blame Mercer because if Mercer hadn't said, "Reach out your hand to me," then he wouldn't have been as exposed on the back mm-hmm. area. Good yeah. job doing gross stuff. But you know what? I'm going to be talking about the gross stuff that happened on House of the Dragon tomorrow. You know, like you need to do something that's going to compete. This is it was just, it, you know, I'll be talking about and I know, Jess, you'll disagree. I'll be talking about some of the gross stuff that happened on Interview with the Vampire tomorrow. You know, like that was the show on AMC uh, this week in terms of like something to discuss the next day. This episode just gave you nothing to talk about the next day. Like, we could, you know, air the grievances. Like, we could, you know, Festivus the Walking Dead all night long, I'm sure, and we'll have something to talk about. There just wasn't any, like, thing. There wasn't a thing. And this has been billed as these final episodes. It's being billed as this event. You have to give us a moment. You have to give us a a, a freaking thing to talk about. There yeah, wasn't there's, there's so few episodes left and at least three different times during this episode, I was like, you have time for this. You really oh, have God. time for this. A Same. car chase, a sewer walk, uh, a run through a James Bond esque run through a crowd where suddenly, uh, Hey, block them. Cause they're following us. Oh, I can't get through. I can't get through. It's like, it just, you have time for this. In a way. I, I felt like so much of this episode was like watching someone else play a video game. That's mm-hmm. a really great analogy. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. that whole like pew, 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 pew. I'm going to hide behind the car. I'm going to go in the sewers. I'm going to drive around in a circle. I'm going to try to save my friend and I'm going to fail. It, it's so video gamey. And but if I fail, I'll just hit reset and like yeah. I'll go back to the last load point. Like I'll well, go back to the last. Where did the point. episode end versus where it began? It began. Hey, look at me. I'm Hornsby and I'm going to get you guys. And it ended, hey, look at me. I'm Hornsby and I'm going to catch you guys. Well, he, in fairness, basically. he did get God. Yeah. He did get God. Oh, the getter was the God. It's barely a difference at the end of the episode from where we Fair. started. Barely. There was so much movement in this episode, though. I mean, you just named it a car chase, a protest, uh, the sewers, all this other stuff. And guess what? It all could have been an email because nothing happened. This could have been an email. It's been a while. But we're back to email territory because nothing happened. All of this stuff. And the only thing that happened is that we found out that uh, Sebastian is going to be leveraged to get Hornsby. That's it. I mean, Herschel's missing. That's cool, I guess. But that's yeah. it. Where is Princess? Give me something. Yeah. There's. It is wild to me how much this show varies in quality. And it's not even like any, it's not even season to season anymore. It's episode to episode. episode to episode because last mm-hmm. season was I not saying that there was some of the best writing the show had ever put out. And now we get this. Yeah. I don't feel like, you know, sometimes I feel bad railing against the show. I don't feel bad railing against this episode because I think oftentimes like later, later season walking dead has been really, really fun. And it's been like the kind of thing where I would tell people like, yeah, if you got to season seven and you got like annoyed and you left, 
just skip seven and eight. Negan loses. He gets imprisoned. And then they come back. They do this big time jump. And it got interesting again. And, like, they went there and they did cool shit. And, like, the whispers were dope. Um, And I really just feel like it's been very uneven with the Commonwealth stuff. And I think you say, like, episode to episode. Some of this, for me, was, like, scene to scene in this episode. Because there were some moments that I did genuinely enjoy. Um, I thought, actually, like, the moment between Daryl and Maggie where she's trying to be like, I know that you killed someone you cared about for me, and I'm sorry about that. He's like, no, you don't – you never have to say sorry to me because, like, the unspoken thing is, like, Glenn died because of me. Like, I will look out for you forever, and you never, you don't even have to apologize to me for me having to kill my literally only love interest I've ever had on this show. By the it's way, you want to do a spinoff together? No, you know, right. Right? yeah. <laughs> um, I even, I even liked the, the Negan and Carol stuff, actually. I felt like their scenes together were good, but a bunch of those scenes also were just like, let's just walk down a hallway, huh? Yeah. Okay, Could've let's do else. that. Um, yeah. you know, and there, there, there were some be... moments like, even like Jerry, though, Jerry, like, being like, Oh shit, Negan, what's up? <laughs> that <laughs> moment was what the, the most unbothered character to ever see Negan uh, was really great. A lot of Negan's Neganisms of like, shit, son, do you know who I am? Was, you know, some of this stuff was good within the episode. It just led to literally nowhere. And they spent the whole first half of the episode essentially doing a roll call of, hi, uh, it's, it's, it's me. And oh, look who's coming through the door now. Remember, it's Gabriel and it's Aaron. And, and oh, look, it's Negan and his wife. He's got a wife. Remember that? Oh, let's go to the protest. Who's at the protest? Well, look, it's Connie and Kelly. And oh, is who's that? Oh, it's Rosita. Hey, look, Ezekiel's here too. Let's keep moving along. Let's meet Jerry. Hey, that, 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 that. Hey, remember, I have a brother, Tommy. He hasn't been around for a while, but don't forget about him. Magna. Yeah. Oh, remember me? It just was this roll call of characters because we're coming didn't. back for the final few episodes. And they had to introduce them all yeah. to us. They didn't even do it that well, though, because they didn't take into account, like, they're just introducing them to us. They're not taking into account, like, how would the people around them be acting around each other? Yeah. And I think I think the Jerry example, as entertaining as that was, that's a really good example of it. Because how long has it been since those two have seen each other? Well, have they ever interacted, for starters? But it was, Negan's kind of a big deal, and you would kind of have some feelings you would feel some type of way having not seen him for months or years or however long it's been and to just have him suddenly show up especially when everybody had to go through this like weird orwellian bureaucracy to get into the commonwealth in the first place and just like negan shows up walking down the street like how the hell did that happen that's interesting and we don't get we don't get a reaction that feels like how you would react if these were real people yeah, it feels like they just brought everybody back because they have to remind you who the players are because now we're about to use this season as a vessel to now transition to all our spinoffs, you know? So we have to use this and we're showing you all the pieces. So if, you know, if it's called the Maggie Negan show, but maybe Jerry goes too, who knows? You know, you, you might need that person now. You might need Magma. Maybe you just need her to die so we can send Yumiko off uh, with, with Daryl on his spinoff. You know, maybe that, that's what they were doing. But I don't like that for the final season of a show. It's like they realize that this is not the final season. So we're going to just use this to set up everything else. And I was just like, no, this is The Walking Dead. You can and watch I The Walking Dead see... and never watch Fear. And I want to see, if I'd rather spend my time where were Eugene and Princess? Yes. And these are the two big characters in the Commonwealth storyline, and they're completely sidelined. We don't see them this episode, and they're not mentioned. We got to spend time ferrying children to, a, to an attic. Pat, Pat <laughs> was gone. 
we're no Max Patkin after all of this. You know, it's just like, why did we do the whole catfish storyline? What you know, is this is the moment to bring us the heavy hitters. Princess is one of those people. She can steal a scene like no other. Why am I sitting here listening to Magna if you're not gonna like do something with her? Kill her, make her the uh, let her kill somebody. Heal uh, turn. Magna yeah, heal turn. Something. Yeah, say I like capitalism. I want to stay here. It's nice. I'm rich. You know, I don't have to worry about this. Give me something. It is the first episode. But I just feel like for your first episode, you need to grab us again, especially after six months. So it's not to say that, oh, this whole season is a loss. But for episode one, I think they took an L because I think you have to compare it, like Josh said, to the other things that we're watching right now. And House of the Dragon is literally on right now, you know? And yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and this is the final season. And we've seen other shows fumble their final season. And I just don't want that for The Walking Dead because we did not sit through 11 seasons for them to How I Met Your Mother Us. So <laughs> look at the flowers, Chappelle. Look at the flowers. Um, there's 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 an elephant in the room that we haven't talked about in a long time, I think. Um, but I think is worth mentioning from like the comic book perspective as to like where we are in the story right now. Like this is generally the arc that the show that the comic ends on. A humongous difference is that Rick is here and Carl is around as well. And I think like I think back to the death of Carl, like in hindsight, as a character who is really, really key to the storytelling as the as that story moved towards the end of the comics, that the death of Carl, like over like contract disputes and stuff like that, ended up being a really big mistake because having the two like at least some big Grimes energy in this final portion of the story is such a connector to the original bits of The Walking Dead that like launched us here in the first place so we're like kind of unmoored from like why we're here to begin with i think i think that the story that's told with rick and carl in the commonwealth in the comic is really really good uh and it's just completely lost here in the commonwealth story on the show and so i think that there's like some degree to which it's funny because we're talking about how there's so many characters there's roll call with people but we're also mad that they didn't have eugene and we're also mad that they didn't have princess and there wasn't enough max packin and all of this so it's like there's a degree to which they have too many characters and not enough essential characters uh mm-hmm. is like a thing that's happening right now and sure andrew lincoln wants to be with his family and he needs time off from the walking dead machine that shoots you around and keeps him away like yeah let that man live his life for sure but I do feel like we're like the the way in which the show has like compensated in in the wake of that as it's being brought down for like this final arc. We're just kind of without like a central person to thread a lot of this through. Like there should be one real standout viewpoint. And it's not going to be Daryl as much as people love Norman Reedus. That's just not the character he is. So I don't know. I really... I don't know if, if, if it's just me and I know he's coming back because they're going to do the Rick and Michonne show. But right now I am really, really feeling like the lack of Rick Grimes and even Carl on this show right now. I really wish they were here. I feel like we'd be in an improved situation right now. Yeah. Some ghosts of the past would be nice. You know, it just, just remind us what we came here for. The thing that got us all to watch the walking dead. It wasn't just, the zombies right it was rick it was the relationship between rick and shane you know it was all of that all of the all of those interpersonal reactions i mean interactions or whatever from back in the day was why we stayed and now all of those people who got us there i mean that you left us with i mean like you said 
Daryl Cool or whatever, but he can't carry this show. Not not with actual dialogue, all that grunting. That's not going to do it. So it's like, tie us back to that. All we have is Judith talking about breakfast. You know, I was like, no, bring us more of what got us here because that is why so many people left. They left because they didn't feel connected to the storyline anymore. Their faves were leaving and they didn't have anything to latch on to. How do I know this? Because I left and then I came back. Yeah. But, you know, everybody's not going to come back. I think they're cutting their losses with a lot of the fan base. They're just like, they're not coming back. We'll start something new and hope that people latch on to that. Um, because I think with the losses of Rick, Michonne, um, and several other people, including Carl, um, I think that they might have painted themselves into a corner when it comes to, you know, the investment into all those characters. And they're just banking on like, we can, we can't squeeze like giant profits out of this anymore, but there's a certain group of deeply disturbed people that will just watch whatever says Walking Dead on it. And we can Hi. just make smaller stuff for those people. And we don't have to care if anybody else sticks around. Yeah. The show it, has to be hella cheap to produce though, Jess. Like this has to be big brother cheap. You know, yeah. like, what do you need? A drone and 55 volunteers to just walk around as zombies. You need a makeup uh, department. And that's it. You could have three people in an episode of The Walking Dead and it would be fine. It would be no different than any other episode of The Walking Dead. That's I think how we got cheap. Tales of the Walking Dead. It happened. That's, that's how we a got fun there. time, though. It was a fun <laughs> I mean, time. It was a fun time, absolutely. We, we had Princess in a Boxcar. I, I did not forget. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so we didn't even need Tales for that. So I'm just yeah. saying, I think that it's, the show has gotten to the point where, like you said, maybe they know that we have this fan base they're loyal they're gonna watch whatever we do and so we can just do something for this fan base yeah. and we can keep them along but the larger book you know chapter one to chapter 11 i think that they lost us somewhere in the middle yeah yeah i i feel like i i question this week to week why why are we still here why are we doing this because sometimes it's very good like sometimes it's fun sometimes it's like scary and sometimes it's smart and has something to say this one wasn't it this one wasn't it with apologies it just wasn't i, I like fear and i like tales of the walking dead and i liked uh the world beyond so that's why i'm here because like you said they give us enough to where I'm like, that was good. It's just the somewhat something about this flagship one, this main walking dead. It's just not, it's not giving me what those other ones are giving me right now. Yeah. It's 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 it's, 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 it's they had their eye on the end for for a couple of seasons now. And they were afraid to take the big swings, I think. And now when they are now announcing that they have bring these spinoffs they are hamstrung from taking the biggest swings that they probably could be taking here and i think that's a, a deadly combination yeah that's like when i feel bad for them you know because i think that mm -hmm. like the people who are making this specific show a lot of that decision making is beyond their control uh so like and i, and I don't even just mean the announcements of the spinoffs because that sucks like that their story is being scooped that really really sucks what I'm talking about is like the mandates, right? Like, no, you can't kill Daryl. You can't kill Carol. You can't kill Negan. You can't kill Maggie, Rick and Michonne that you could, you have to write them off. You can't kill them. Uh, like, cause we're going to need all those people. <laughs> you uh, you can kill Rick. You just have to bait and switch it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like you can't actually do that cause we're going to need them for money. Uh, and so like, this is, you know, some of this stuff is just beyond the pay grade of uh, of some of the people who are who are working on like the day to day. 
Um, that's tough. That's tough. I feel for those people. I really feel for those people uh, on the on the storytelling front, and like also probably like you know miscellaneous crew people are like, what kind of freaking show are we making anymore? Like, you know, I'm sure that mm-hmm. that's out there too. Um, but then there's days I'm sure where it's like, ah, shit, we just blew up a zombie head. That was dope. You know, I'm sure that it's still mm-hmm. like in many ways really fun to make, but um, sometimes the storytelling just feels like, God, they're, they're doing what they can with what they're allowed to do. And I sometimes impressed with what they're able to do. Like I thought that the whisperer arc is a really good example of that. Of like, you had like certain limitations on what you were able to do because certain characters were unavailable or were going to leave or whatever. And they still managed to tell a really compelling story there for whatever reason. I think that they're gassed here on the Commonwealth probably because they are creatively spread so thin and they are just like now like aiming for like four, literally like three different targets, the Negan and Maggie show, the Rick and Michonne show and the Daryl show. Uh, So like, they're not really aiming for that fourth and most important target, which is how do we end this specific show in a satisfying way? If the walking dead dropped a movie, do you think people are going to be like excited to go see it? Like if there's a big motion picture, you, you said it yourself. They saved all these people. They did not kill Rick. They did not kill Michonne. We can bring all these people back. But if you have not watched all of this since we lost those people, what is the movie even going to be? You know, I, that's what hurts my feelings is that we were talking about it in such like the Rick Grimes movie, you know, all these other things. We wanted those things. And now I'm just like, I don't even know if I want those. I want y'all to kind of pick a different group of people and just start over. That's why I like Tales, I think. That's why I think I would like Fear the Walking Dead. It's like, I'm no longer attached to those people. So you can do whatever you want with them. If they started killing people tomorrow, if they next episode, they just shot Carol, I would be kind of sad. <laughs> but I, but kind of sad, you know, like because it's the last season. What do I expect? Carol to just live forever, you know? So that's why I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever the next iteration is. But you can't have the Maggie Negan show and have any uh, suspense because what are you gonna call it? If you, we've been calling it, you know, what is it, City of the Dead or whatever? It's but Dead City, it, yeah. We've yeah. been calling it the it, Maggie it's Negan it's show. Dead on it's arrivals, the, more like <laughs> it's Maggie Negan or Negan Maggie or whichever we put it. So when when they have that spinoff. I wonder who's going to live the longest. Hmm. Me, Negan, Maggie. I think all these other people are fodder. I don't think they will be. And I don't think that's what The Walking Dead, the heart of The Walking Dead really is. No, I'm, I remember the experience of getting to um, the prison arc uh, in the comic book uh, for the first time. It's like the, you get into like the 40s, like is, is the is, is where that where all that starts to happen, like. Tyrese gets it really hard in that arc. Um, really horrible stuff happens to a bunch of different characters. Lori and Judith don't make it in that capacity. And I remember that image. It is burned into my brain. Uh, they take like very little time after that to kill off like a couple of other major characters. Like for whatever it's worth, like sometimes the dialogue could be pretty clunky and go on for a long time, but Kirkman would go for it. Like he really would. And it wasn't always the best choice. And he often wrote himself into some corners, I think, especially as it got further along, but it was risky. And you picked up an issue of those comics and you weren't sure that you were going to get out of there with your characters intact. Um, Chappelle right on it. You're right on it. Like I'll watch dead city. And I know that Negan and Maggie are going to be fine. You know, so like that's not the spirit of what this was built on, uh, for sure. Um, and Kirkman so, yeah. also used to do a pretty good job of like, even if you knew a character for 10 minutes, you cared about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I specifically the prison arc, I think there were a couple of characters like they introduced and then immediately killed them off. And yeah. you were like, 
wait, but I liked that guy. Why is he dead now? And here it's like the only people we're killing, we literally don't even get to look at their faces. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and even when they did the prison arc on the show, I mean, there were there, that, that Axel death like was was shocking. Mm -hmm. and, and you cared like, oh, my God, I was going to like this guy. Yeah. Um, the, oh, my goodness. Shock value. The prison, like the prison uh, stuff on the show. Yeah, it was like was like, like that period of time, like uh, like the stretch from three till the end of five, I feel like was like that was a like golden age stuff uh, where like the way we lost Herschel, it was traumatic. You know, uh, even what happens to Beth while it was like pretty ah, ham fisted, that was, that you know, episode was awful. It was surprising no, though, you know, <laughs> it was, it was surprising. And then like, even like that, um, you know, like the Terminus stuff and the fact that Terminus, like the twist there was like, you're not going to be there for long. There's like our, our, our crew has ascended to the point where, no, we'll just deal with this in three episodes. Like there were surprises baked into it there. Uh, we're just in a place right now where surprise is gone and there's a lot of different places you can point blame on, but it is just making it a difficult show to watch, which is exactly the opposite effect of what uh, I think, you know, upper brass AMC probably was aiming for. It's like, just cause the show is over. Doesn't mean the party's done. You could stay longer. And like, it's like, you know, 1139 and you're like, no, but I'm pushing 40 and I want to go to bed. Uh, you know, like I'm done. I'm not sticking around for the after yeah, It's going to be surge pricing in a minute. I'd like to go home now, please. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I, you know, I could get an Uber now. I'll be here in like two minutes or I could like, and it'll be like pretty cheap or, you know, it's just like, no, no one wants to stick around anymore. And like in like saying like, yo, we got more to come. Like what you actually did is you just completely undercut the end of your party. Like now the party, it was pretty fun. We were having a good time and like it was winding down. You were getting your last conversations in. It's like, oh, well, I'll see you when I see you next. And like, maybe we'll send an email or whatever. Uh, and now like you're just left with like, ah, oh, shit, I'm going to be so hungover tomorrow. I'm going to regret this. I'm going to be so tired when I go to work tomorrow. And that's like the vibe of Walking Dead right now. It's, it's like not fun, yeah. not fun. That's a bad vibe. It's like Paul McCartney came out and played Hey Jude. And then he's like, no, I'm going to go back now and I'm going to play all of my all of, all of my albums from the early 80s, top to bottom, after I play Hey Jude. Yeah. Flowers in the dirt. Flowers in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down for some, you know, wings and stuff like that's fine. But I'll, I'll take wings. I'll even take flowers in the dirt. Yeah. It's before you get into the McCartney 2 era. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Walking Dead is bringing us like, you know. Five more seasons of McCartney too, and nobody wants it. I think this was an important podcast for us to just like be like, <sighs> you know, like I think it was important. Like, so it's out of our system to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. uh, and so like now we could like enter next week and be like, all right, so what happened? You know, and like talk that through. But I'm sure the four of us are not alone in being like pretty annoyed with like how they popped off the final season. It's just like you didn't do anything. Nothing mm -hmm. happened. I felt nothing. To go back to what we were talking about with this may play differently on a binge. I wonder if we're going to come back next week and we're going to see the second episode of this season chunk and feel like this was the second half of this first half that set yeah. up nothing. I suspect that's it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like they took all the good stuff and just put it into episode two, which would be cool because about time, but also you dropped the ball in episode one. We have to talk about what we had to talk about, right? What was in front of us. And it was this. And it was just like, this was nothing. Remember when they ate Bob's leg? That was a thing mm -hmm. that yeah. happened to somebody on the show. And I was yeah. like, uh, you know, he might burn a pancake. Who knows? <laughs> 
I don't know how we top that. Does anyone it's else a blueberry have anything? pancake? Yeah, I don't oh, have anything bad. else on this episode. I'm done. I'm finished. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 ready I'm to stuck. I'm ready to go get in my Uber and go home. I'm gonna go home and make myself some blueberry pancakes now, and oh, yeah. I'll like 100%. watch another show that I actually like. <laughs> go listen to some wings and then go to sleep. Yeah. Uh oh man yeah. All right. Well, before we do that, why don't we take a minute and tell everybody what else we're working on? AJ, what's going on with you? Uh, well, the Felonious Pundits are still at it. Our, me and Consad Svensgaard and our uh, Criminal Minds rewatch uh, into season four right now. And, uh, uh, you know, by the time we're done, we'll have another extra season to happen because in November, Criminal Minds is coming back, folks. Oh, hey. There's going to be more episodes for, for us to, to delve into, but you can definitely check that out wherever good podcasts are streamed. Good stuff. Chappelle, what's new in your world? I'm on post-show recaps all the time now. Uh, I am, of course, doing this with y'all. I am hosting Atlanta with Latanya and Mari. I'm hosting Abbott Elementary with Gia Worthy. Uh, yeah, so post-show is just kind of where I've been hanging. Uh, on Rob has a podcast. I'm still doing nothing but Netflix. So we're still talking about Netflix shows. This last week we did uh, to to talk about the things coming to Netflix soon, upcoming things. It was interesting. Rob and I had a good time. His fly was open. It's a whole thing, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, people can just follow me on Twitter and I'll tweet out those links as they happen. Um, I think I missed something. Oh yeah, and I'm still talking about um, Never Have I Ever on Silent Podcast. We're wrapping up season three and thanks to To Doom, I know that season four is around the corner. It'll be coming out next year and so we'll be doing that as well. So if you're a fan of, of Never Have I Ever, uh, go subscribe to my podcast feed on Never Have I Ever by Silent Podcast. And that's it. Good stuff. Josh Wiggler, tell us what's going on with you. Lots of dragons. They're flying and they live in a house. We talk about it here on Post Show Recaps. House of the Dragon. Lots of podcasts about that here on PSR right now. The show that I want to uh, hype up at the moment is that we are uh, embarking on an interview with the Vampire podcast. So if you stick around after Walking Dead this week and you're watching Interview with the Vampire, you want a podcast about that, uh, we've got one for you. Grace and Philly are going to be recapping Interview with the Vampire each and every week. I do think the premiere was pretty wild. Mm. I had to give it a second look, Jess, and I gave it a second look. I was like, I think that there's actually a lot of really interesting stuff that they're doing here. It's made pretty well. Uh, I'm interested to get into hear Grace and Rich's takes on on the episode. If you're going to watch the show and you like it, we'll have a podcast about it. You can go postshowrecaps.com slash vampire. Should I do postshowrecaps.com slash Strigoi, Jess, no. uh, as, a, as a redirect? It the... kind of feels like nobody but me considers this show Stragoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you want, uh, you can find it. Uh, certainly search Interview with the Vampire, post your recaps in your podcatcher, and you will find that one uh, in your podcast feed. Uh, I think it'll be a fun podcast if you don't like the show at the very least. There's going to be a lot of wild stuff that happens on it that Rich and Grace will tell you about. So that's the thing. Anything else, I will be tweeting out at Round Howard. Uh, you can also follow at Post Show Recaps, and you will not miss an update from the Post Show Recap side of things. It's a lot of stuff, Josh. Yes. Yep. And I am finally like similarly busy. There were several weeks in here where I'd be like, I'd let the three of you talk about your other stuff, and then I'd be like, that's 
that this is literally the only thing going on in my life, but I've got amazing race going on right now over at Rob as a podcast. And so Rob Sesternino and Mike Bloom and I get together every week and talk about everything that happened on the amazing race. And we also, Rob and I will be talking to the teams as they get eliminated from the show. And apparently there's an elimination every week. So we'll have somebody to talk to every single week. It's good stuff. And then I have another project, but I don't think we're ready to talk about it yet. There's a thing Ooh. coming up and I'm going to be on that thing. And I, we have had people ask about it and the answer is yes, but I'm not going to tell you what the question is. Cause. Oh, I know that thing now. That oh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that the thing. thing. The thing. The thing. Yeah. That's yeah. oh, yeah. very interesting. So it's, <laughs> yeah. And if you want to yell at me for being cryptic, you can get at me on Twitter. I'm at Haymaker Hattie. So I guess that brings us to the end of our program, gentlemen. Thank you once again for enduring this with me was really kind of a it's nice to be here with you no matter how good or bad the show ever is it was a cathartic Agreed. night for all of us yeah i needed to be mad at something uh-huh, i feel yeah. like i'm just gonna unload on the walking dead <laughs> yeah sorry walking dead you were in the way that's just the way it is walking dead yeah. some things will never change yeah, yeah. <laughs> unlike lance hornsby <laughs> Oh, we set it up at the beginning of the episode and we knocked it down at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, exactly. yes, follow us again on Twitter. We are at Haymaker Hattie, at Round Howard, at AJ Mass, at Chappelle's underscore show, and of course at Post Show Recaps. Give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. So, I guess that, that brings us to the end of the program. So, we will see you back here next week. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.